yo yo welcome back welcome to episode uh 34 of tube station podcast um today we want to do go over kind of overview and then just i don't know say our thoughts on a recent docu-series that came out i'm sure you've probably seen the thumbnail on netflix it's called what is it called (laughs) I think it's called uh, the Mystery at the Cecil Hotel. Crime it's something. Crime scene. The Vanishing at the right. Cecil Hotel is what it's called. Which, kind of a cheesy name, in my opinion. Yeah. Crime <laughs> like scene. Crime scene. Like, all right. Unless, like, um, unless maybe crime scene is like a ongoing series well listen listen what's cheesier this or when we did this the first time with american murder american murder like what yeah um yeah they, this they story, definitely did not think much for that name i guess just because it was like a t- typical american family but yeah, they definitely could have done better on both titles but nonetheless this story was I'd say just as crazy, kind of crazier in its own way. Um, I think the mystery aspect of it is is what makes it crazier. Yeah, I mean, when you told me to watch it at first, I was like, all right, like most murder mystery documentaries are like just fire because usually like you have no clue what happens or at the very end they tell you. But like usually you still really don't know what happened. Like with American Murder... They solved the whole case, but they never really figured out why he did it. Right. It was just like, exactly. I don't know. Like He did it. He admitted. He said it, everything, but nobody knows why, and he doesn't even really know why, I don't think. But for this one specifically, I just think, you know, I had actually seen this video, you know, the famous video that kind of defines this entire case, Uh Probably a couple years ago, and then I saw it like a couple months ago. Someone put it on a TikTok, like saying, Remember this? And I was like, Oh, wait, I kind of do remember this. And just the video itself is so great. Like, just individually by itself, it would draw anyone in. Yeah, when you sent me the video, I like, I definitely recognized it. Um, cause this was back in like 2013. So we were like, mm-hmm. we were young. We were like 14, 15 Early years high old. school, yeah. Yeah, um, but I vaguely do remember seeing the uh, elevator video, which is the video that we keep referencing. Um, but I don't. Th- I definitely never really like got deep into this, or even like knew her name or anything like that. Like this was before I had any sort of interest in that type of stuff. So, <clears throat> so again, we're hoping that you have seen this documentary. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, obviously spoilers are ahead. But we're going to give you the basic rundown of the story, obviously, for those in case you haven't seen it or for some reason are planning on seeing it and you just want the facts straight up. So we have a woman named Elisa Lamb, right? She's Canadian from Vancouver, yes. right? Yep. 21 years old, and uh, she decided she wanted to take a trip to California by herself, see the state, uh, kind of prove to herself that she can, like, live on her own in a way. And, like, yes. 21 such a unique age, obviously, we know. Um, you, 
are torn between like being independent and being a kid still like obviously you're an adult but you're probably still living with your parents like most people are in college if not so you're just kind of like still a kid basically in my eyes Um, oh for sure like it's it's so obviously you're legally an adult at 18 but that's just like fully capped like, 21, right. people start to kind of look at you as an adult. But, like, I feel like your 20s is, like, when you fuck up most sometimes. Maybe not right. most, but, like, 21, 22, like, young 20 people, like, they do stupid shit all the time. They're far from being an adult. And l- like you put here, it's like that, that independence is, like, the perfect word where that's exactly the time when you like are looking for it almost yeah, like you like, want to go do my own thing like i just want to be alone for like a week and see like see what it's about so this woman is very involved on social media like noel kind of previously mentioned this is in 2013 so like facebook is like at its peak twitter's not even really relevant yet it obviously exists but it's like it's still B tier to Facebook getting crushed. Yeah. And then there's those like platforms like Pinterest and Tumblr. Well, and, they, like, all yeah, this weird I mean, stuff. they, they made it seem like Tumblr was like her main social media. Like that's where she posted most of her stuff, which is right. interesting because so Tumblr was never really that popular. It was just, but it was all chicks. Uh, it kind of was dude for the girls. Exactly. Yeah, it was like, all girls. Same with Pinterest. It was, it was up there. So, this woman, right, she's very involved on this uh, app called Tumblr that you all probably know. But the thing that's weird about it is she's, like, overly involved. Like, she's posting everything. Yes. Any thought that comes to mind, she's putting on this thing. I feel like it's always like that with these, like, with these people who get, like, murdered and, like, tied up in some sketchy shit. They always, like, document their entire life on social media. So it's just, like, a gold mine for whoever's trying to cook up a documentary from there. I don't know. That might not be true, but I feel like when as soon as they started like reading out her uh, Tumblr posts with with the little like narrator who was supposed to be her, I was like, dude, this is just perfect for the story. Like they're just they just got so much content here because like most of her posts are like pretty upbeat and like hopeful, but like low like not super exciting but definitely like a young hopeful person like trying to see the world and it just like made it so much worse right so at this point she's by herself 21 years old in Los Angeles and her first fault is checking into this hotel which is called the Cecil Hotel and it is in downtown L- LA so like obviously a lot of people listening probably don't know L.A. I mean, it's hard to even say that we know L.A., but just from watching this documentary, downtown L.A. is just so sus. Like, yeah, I feel like it's all like corporate buildings, in. but anyone who lives there, it's like not good. Like no right. rich people live in L.A. They all live like outside and then come in if they have to do work, but then dip immediately. Dude, it's just <laughs> a horrible, horrible place. Um <laughs> And it's it's on Skid Row, which is like this section, like, I don't know how many, I can't remember how many blocks they said, but it's like a pretty small area. And, um, and it like after the great depression, it, it kind of just became like a big, like the, one of the biggest homeless 
hot spots in uh, in L.A. And that's like right where the Cecil Hotel is. I think the guy even said it's like the biggest like open air drug market in the country. <laughs> Like where like drugs are just dealt like outside. Well, yeah, like, I mean they made it seem like even the pictures they show, it's just like streets and streets of homeless people. Right. It's just a terrifying. Like you can't place. even walk down the sidewalk because like there's no room. So that is Miss Lamb's first bad decision. Um, she checked in on January twenty eighth, twenty thirteen. And she was last seen on the 31st, so she only stayed there for a couple days. Um, Her first few days in the hotel, she had roommates. And then on her last day, she actually got moved to her own room um, by herself because of complaints from the roommates. They didn't like being around her. Yeah, they said she was doing, like, creepy shit. Like, uh, what what was – I can't remember. Like, it was – like, she was, like, writing notes and she, like, wouldn't let them in the room. She was screaming, like, get away, get out, like, when they were trying to get into their room and shit. Like, and so, red flags immediately. Um, so but this I, is all, I gotta say, this is all very standard behavior for the Cecil Hotel. Like, right, there's a, exactly. There's, a, like, a hundred year history. It was opened in 1927. And, like, they opened it as, like, a place for, like, businessmen and travelers and shit to stay. But then right after that, the Depression hits. Skid Row becomes what it is today, and it was just filled with homelessness, violence, drug addiction, all that sort of shit. And um, there's officially been 17 murders at the Cecil Hotel, um, but there's been hundreds of deaths. So like, like just dead bodies. Yeah. So like, the manager like claimed that there were a lot of old people like living there at one point. and, like, people would just die of natural causes. And I was like, I mean, come on. It can't be that natural because, like, if <laughs> if you're, like, 70 years old and, like, you die in, in, like, the Cecil Hotel where you live, it's probably because, like, you're not up to date on any of your health shit. Like, you haven't been to the doctor in 30 years. Right. So, again, we're not here to tell you the entire story. Long story short. She's last seen on the 31st. 19 days later, she's found in a water tank. The only evidence that anyone has... On the roof of the hotel. What could, on the roof of the hotel. only evidence that anyone has of what could have happened is this elevator video, which we had previously mentioned, which is terrifying. I mean, not terrifying. It's, it's eerie is a good word for it. Um, and you should absolutely look it up if you haven't seen it yet or if you haven't seen the documentary. You can just watch the video and understand what the video is all about and why it's so crazy. Um, so now we're just going to kind of give our thoughts on the entire thing. Like you, I kind of wanted to go back to what you just said about like how her writing notes and like doing like kind of what we would see as weird shit was like absolutely not weird at all. And I remember there was this one point when the blonde woman who's the manager at the time yeah, was I know exactly what her walking through the lobby like being like coming through like walking through like get out of my way like all this shit and to us we're like oh that's like crazy but they probably didn't even look up no well like, like she said at one point like elisa came into the lobby like with her hand like arms flailing in the air and she's like la or i'm crazy but la is crazy too and she's right. like, I didn't really think anything of it. And we're like, what? <laughs> right, because if we see we're looking at her and we're just like, holy shit. We're she's like, yeah, someone like, needs to that- like watch out for her. She's going to do some weird shit. 
that's probably the least insane thing that happened that day. Oh, yeah. In was, that hotel. Well, yeah, because, like, they even, in episode two, they talk about uh, this uh, this dude they called, like, the Night Stalker, who was, like, a serial killer in L.A. back in, like, the 80s. And they said that, like, he would, after murdering people, like, he'd strip his clothes off in the alley and just, like, walk through the hotel and, like, bloody boxers. And, like, they just wouldn't say anything because, like, it's okay. Right. <laughs> like, it's like a don't ask, don't tell policy. Right. So, and actually, by the way, The Night Stalker has his own documentary that just came out on Netflix as well. I oh, watched really? It probably two weeks ago. It's really good. As Again, it's literally the same thing, docuseries type oh, thing. Oh, interesting. Pretty cool. But yeah, less mystery than this one. That one's more of like a Ted Bundy, like just going through all the people he murdered. Whereas this one, like we said, just this one woman disappearing and all we have is this elevator video. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just to throw in a couple facts. So if you haven't seen it, you can understand the situation more. Um, like Jack said, checked in on the 28th of January 2013, was last seen on the 31st. And I assume that means the elevator videos from the evening of the 31st. It is, yeah. Um, then on February 6th, so like a week later, they hold a press conference about her uh, disappearance and um, and kind of just notify the public. Another week later, that's when the detectives released the elevator video um, in hopes that the public could aid in the search for her. Um, then February 19th, like almost another week later, they find her body in the water tank on the roof. Um, and the fucked up part about this is, and I'll come back to this, is that uh, guests were complaining about like brown and like bad tasting water coming out of their sinks. So that's what made them like go up to the water tanks and check. And that's when they found her body. And so I, go ahead. I want to talk about this. This, okay, so watching the, the documentary, right, we love the way that they put together the documentary. And I think that's like the best part of documentaries is the way that people that make them like know how to construct them. So this British couple, right, comes in in episode one and you're like, what the fuck do these two have to do with anything? <laughs> I have the like, audio too. So yeah, just, just prefix it. Innocent British couple. And they're like, yes, we like – we." We like to book our L.A. trip, and we went to the cheapest possible hotel to save money, and they, like, go blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, okay, what the fuck? Like, how do they relate to this? Did they murder her? Like, obviously not. They're the sweetest little couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they end up being the ones that, like, ultimately complain to the staff about their water uh, being brown or just like the water pressure was low and they're just like what's going on like something's obviously wrong with the water pressure and that's how the body was even discovered in the first place 19 days later yeah here's here's them talking about it Four tanks connect to the hotel's drinking supply. hundreds of residents and hotel guests have been using it just before we found out we had a shower brush the teeth and drank water it tasted horrible it had very funny Sweetie, disgusting taste. It's very, very strange taste. I can't barely describe it. It's horrible taste. I had all this. Like, bro, can they sue the hotel? I would be suing. 
bro, you gotta sue hard. Like that's like all, human. Like you're drinking corpse water and like three week old corpse water too, dude. And they just said like the you walk into the hotel right, and the carpets are like that like frat party sticky yeah he said like it's almost like he he said your foot like almost peels off it but not quite but it's like just enough that it's disgusting everyone knows like everyone knows what that exact like feeling is it's like so gross like every step you like you can hear each your steps like peeling off the ground god but yeah this poor british couple the whole point is like just trying to see the country They came into the dock and you're just like, what do you guys have to do with anything? And it's like, oh, so like your entire lives were ruined by this. (laughs) But you also solved the case in a way. Like, (laughs) so that's how. Yeah. And I feel Um, like they I I think they said something like they they didn't even really know about the like situation. So the hotel was just like, yo, like we just found a body in the water tank. We're going to have to move everybody (laughs) to a separate hotel. And they're like, what? (laughs) Oh, God, dude, that must be the worst feeling ever. And this is but. just, like, normal behavior. Like, it's, I mean, this was a pretty big deal for the Cecil, but, like, not a huge deal. It's happened before. Like, they were all prepared for this type of event. So before we start getting into the kind of conspiracy side of it, which I think is so fascinating, um, the last thing I kind of want to say is, like, the way they construct the documentary, once again, it takes till the very end for you to discover that she has like a terrible bipolar like one of the worst cases of bipolar disease that you can have as a person um she's taking like six different prescriptions at once like it's just completely fucked but you know that's discovered at the end for us but like did they not know that right away like wouldn't the parents like tell the cops that immediately that's yeah that yeah, like I mean, we have well, we'll get into the conspiracy shit in a, in a bit, but uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if that was my kid, like yeah, something like that that like has to do with your mental health and like possibly key contributor to what happened, yeah, that'd be the first thing you tell them. And maybe they did know, but I don't know because they they wait know, to tell it, you in the in the documentary. Again, this isn't like our typical like old crime scene like this happened eight years ago like i don't know if i heard like oh she was on six different prescriptions because her mental health was so shot i'd be like okay red flag immediately like Like, all right yeah exactly (laughs) like i don't know dude and then and then like they bring in the psychiatrist at the end who just like basically says yeah this guaranteed this is what happened and then we're just like oh okay like, I don't know. I just feel like they could have gotten to that conclusion sooner. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the other thing I did want to point out was when they found, when the hotel employees found her on the 19th, the police had a press conference. And in that press conference, they said that the lid was on the tank, which ends up becoming like a huge detail um, later on. Um, so just to give you a picture, these are like, like six or seven foot wide by like 10 feet tall tanks, big metal tanks with like a, a little hatch opening at the top. Uh, but it's not, it's not on a hinge. Like you have to take off the whole piece. It's like literally a just a piece of metal. Yeah. It's yeah. like a manhole pretty much. Um, so pretty much what, what they said in this, uh, press conference once they found her body was that, 
the lid was on the tank. And for that to happen, that means there would have had to be a second a second party involved because just how it was how it was constructed, you wouldn't be able to pull it on after you're in there because she wouldn't be able to reach the top once she got into the tank. Like that's how tall it was. So I'm really glad you brought that up because that was like a huge detail that I couldn't like get out of my mind as they're like explaining everything because that part went unexplained. Like was the cover on or not? Well, that's the thing. Like the police, the police briefing said that it was on. But then when they uh, interview like the maintenance guy, he said it was off. Yeah. So that makes you think, okay, Either the LAPD fucked up and misspoke or they like there's a whole conspiracy here and like maybe right. they're like they went back and now they're paying this uh, maintenance guy like, dude, this guy's maintenance at the Cecil Hotel. He probably makes like 30 grand a year. Right. He dude, so, I dude, trusted every word that came out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also saying like, give him 50 grand and just say like, yo, we'll give you $50,000 if right. you say the hatch was off because that changes everything. If the hatch is off, suicide is most likely what happened. But if it's on, then it's pretty much impossible that it was suicide. I think on the, it's actually the flip side of it. It's like, I trust the maintenance guy. I think it was off and that suicide, you know, as we will talk about later is what we believe what happened. But I think LAPD literally like when they searched the roof, I think they just did a shit job. Like I'm like, dude, did you expect the body to be literally like laying like out, like in the sun? Like, bro, look, like look around. Yeah. I, I wrote that. They brought dogs on the roof, dude. Like, there's no fucking chance that a dog would not smell that. Dude, and it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a dead body in a tank, like two feet away from them. And like her smell would be all over that shit, bro. Yeah. Like, I, like just thinking I mean, about like drug, thinking about like drug dogs, they can find like a gram, like hidden in the like dead center of a car or like buried, like within the mechanics of it. So, like, to tell me that... Surrounded by other smells, too. Yes, tons of other (laughs) smells. Like, there could be dog food everywhere. They're still going to smell it. (laughs) Yes. But then, like, you have a raw... Like, a a decomposing body in a tank, like, five feet away from you. And if you look at aerial shots of the building, it's, like, a pretty open roof. And the (laughs) tanks are just, like, sitting there. So, like, walking past... Wouldn't someone be like, you think we should check the tanks? Because, like, they're right here. And we think she went on the roof because of the... Uh, security camera. So it's like, I, I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. That part is so sketched to me. How do you not check the tanks if you're checking the roof? Like, there's no other thing to check. Yeah, what's she just going to be, like, chilling up there? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, is her dead body going to just be laying in the open in the sun? They're just like, holy shit, we found her. Like, you know and what the, I mean? And the search probably didn't start till like, a day or two after she was missing. I think it was, like, a week max. Yeah, well, no, that's what it I'm, wasn't even a week actually. Never mind. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was definitely at least a couple days because, like, who would be who would be the one to report her missing? She was alone in a hotel full of crazy people. Exactly. So that's when the conspiracy. We could start talking about that because the only way the dog is not finding that body is if the hatch is on. I guess it could mask the smell. Maybe though, but I don't know, dude. Because like a car could be completely shut, dude. <laughs> And, like, you have that thing wrapped in fucking, 
dryer sheets and like triple bagged that the dog's finding it. So I just have a hard time believing that it wouldn't pick up on that smell because they took the dog to their room to get like the, the base smell. So they like, you know, they give like the dog like clothes and shit so they can get the smell and then track it. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I don't know, dude. LAPD and they also said that the dog lost the smell like at the, um, window that takes you like the fire escape yeah. window. So like obviously, she, you can look down. She's not down, so she had to have gone up. So like they knew she was on the roof, and yet they just like don't don't check the water tanks. So that's when people start thinking like there it's an inside job, or the LAPD just fucking sucks at their job. So run through every possible conspiracy because when I like realized they were gonna start talking about conspiracies, I was like, all right, like. Are these going to be stupid? Like, they brought in all those YouTubers. They played a huge role in the documentary. Oh, the... Uh, I fucking hate all of them. The like, online sleuths, they call them. Dude, like, they're all fucking losers. Like, that's just the bottom line. Literally, they're just low-life losers. Like, just film it. Just the way they made it, too. Like, it's a classic YouTube video. They're like, hey, guys, welcome back to my channel. Uh, today, we're going to be breaking down the Elisa Lamb case. Like, you know the way that they talk? <laughs> <Yes>. Like... <laughs> It was, I was just like, God, this is so what cute. is going on, guys? We have a Lisa yeah. Lamb. She was murdered. We're going to talk about it, break it down, tell you everything we know. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, dude, like the like, fucking, <laughs> it's like the vape pop box video. Yo, what is going on? Guys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> today we're talking about mystery. We're talking about disappearance. And what are we talking about? This. And then they like throw the video in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so gay. Sorry, I don't. I can't say gay, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're cool. You're safe here on the Tube Station podcast. I'm not um, homophobic. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have, I have, I have fucking, I have some notes here, and I literally have a strange shit section because that's like half, maybe seventy five percent of this entire thing. So the most fucked up one is a movie called Dark Water. It was a Japanese horror film that came out in 2009, I believe. And then, like, a couple years later, they made an American version with uh, John C. Riley. I didn't see it, but they played some clips of it. And I was like, damn, he's been in horror movies? Like, he's just funny as fuck. How does that work? But pretty much, there's some parallels in this movie to the Elisa Lam case that are just, like, it, there's too many for it to be a coincidence, but I think it probably is a coincidence. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. So happened. they start out with the red jacket thing, right? They're like, okay, Asian girl wearing red jacket. I'm just like, okay, that like, is such a stretch. Okay, like, racist and yeah. relax. <laughs> I know. And then and then they just keep going, and I'm like, okay, now I get it. Like, yeah. So okay. they start off by showing like the little girl. It's like about like a couple. And their little daughter, and they move into, like, this real dilapidated apartment that's a lot like the Cecil Hotel. Um, she's wearing a red jacket. In the uh, elevator video, she's also wearing a red jacket. Um, so, like we said, not a huge deal. But once you pile on the other shit, you're like, okay, this is a lot. Um, so there's also a scene in the movie where they're in the apartment and, like, brown water starts flowing out of the sink. And that's, like we previously said, that's how they discovered her body in the first place. Uh, tenants and stayers at the hotel uh, were complaining about 
uh, poor water pressure and discoloration and bad taste and all that shit. So there's two things that are just like spot on. Last thing is like just fucked. The there's a scene in the movie Dark Water where the little girl goes up onto the roof in her red jacket. Still, she's wearing the red jacket the whole movie, and she climbs into a water tank on the roof of the apartment building and falls in and dies. So, like, those three things are literally word for word exactly what happened to Elisa Lamb. And I guess it's a coincidence, but, I mean, pretty much what people got out of this is that it's possible that there was a deranged murderer who decided to carry out the plot of a movie and make it real. But um, exactly. I mean, the the girl jumping into the water tank and the brown water like those two are just like so spot on. It's fucked, dude. And the brown water had nothing to do with like the water tank scene. So, like, right. The, yeah, I like that they left the water tank for last because at that point I was like, OK, like and then that yeah, is and then they pound that on exact. and you're like, yeah, it's yeah. it's fucked up. Um and uh, uh, so another detail, I mean, we're kind of all over the place here because there's a lot to talk about. But um, so in uh, when the worker found her body, she was naked in the tank, but her clothes were also in the tank, like just not on her body. Um, so that's pretty interesting because... If you do assume that it was um, a suicide, it just brings up a lot of questions. Like, if right, you're going like to kill why yourself, would you do that? jumping into a water tank, like, it's going to take weeks to kill you. And, right. la- like, because I don't think you can drown yourself on purpose. No, not But, on like, you could, you could, like, maybe just, like, <laughs> flail and start freaking out and then accidentally drown yourself, I guess. I don't know. But, like, okay, so one. You're on the roof, like, why not jump? Right. I guess that could be too scary. But then how do you, like, how does she climb onto a, like, 10-foot tall water tank? I don't know if there's, like, a ladder there already for maintenance or if the maintenance guys have there to was. bring it up. Okay. No, the ladder's attached. So there's a ladder. So she, cli- she, she shimmies in between, like, these four water tanks, climbs on top. Lifts the grate, which I assume is heavy. That shit's probably like they straight. They said it was 20. Yeah, straight steel. Um, So she has to lift off that, and then she jumps in. And, like, that's how she kills herself. So, like, my questions from that are, like, okay, how did she die? Because realistically, like, if somebody threw me into a water tank and left me for dead, I got, like, three weeks before I'm dead. Because you can go three weeks without eating food, and you're in water, so you can just drink what you're sitting in. So that I mean, that was my thought. Uh, I was like sheer exhaustion, though. But from what you're just sitting there, like you can just float on your back the whole time. Just float. Uh, Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this would this would be such a difficult way to kill yourself. It doesn't make sense. But then I also had the thought that maybe she jumped in like super impulsive and she immediately regretted it and took her clothes off because they were weighing her down and then she was just stuck in there. 
Right. That's what they said happened. But <sighs> I don't know. know for sure. Because they said, like, the, the only way to get out of the water tank, right, there's nothing to grab onto except for the lid that you came in from. It's a 10-foot-tall water tank. If the water's not at the very top, all of a sudden you're sitting at 8 feet, like, at the top of the water, reaching up 2 feet to grab the top like you just can't reach. And then you're just literally stuck in the water tank, like, yeah, until the water goes back up. <laughs> Like you're just gonna be yeah, down there. I, I don't know. It's just there's so much, so many questions. It's just nothing. No, no one story adds. One theory really fully adds up. Um, the next one is maybe as crazy, if not crazier, than the dark water movie crazier, that dude. we talked about. It's crazy. I think it is too. Because this, this is, is like the craziest. This is where we start talking like deep state, like government spies crazy shit and you're rolling your eyes right now but just listen to what i say so there was a massive tuberculosis like new strain of tuberculosis outbreak in skid row and infected like over like i think they said 4600 people in the uh in the documentary and this happened three days after her body was found so okay not a big deal the name of the test to detect tuberculosis is called the Lamb Eliza test. Spelt the same as her name, just like reversed. So that's like the the test being called Joseph the Joseph Knoll test or the, the Deem Jack test. So this is just like I there's no way that this is a coincidence that she dies as soon as or I mean she comes she comes to LA as soon as she gets there. She goes missing pretty much right when they find her body. She is, I mean, there's a massive outbreak of fucking tuberculosis. And just like the cherry on the cake and what brings it all together is cherry on the cake. That's not a thing. Cherry on top. (laughs) The icing (laughs) on the cake. I mix it too. Um, Is that the name of the fucking test for tuberculosis is the Lamaliza test. It's literally her name to a T. Not one letter is off. Oh, someone asked, where can I watch the documentary? It's on Netflix. It's called um, Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. It's it's the number one rated uh, thing on Netflix right now, so it'll be easy to find. But, yeah, I mean, I think that is just absolutely insane. That it's exactly her name. What are the actual chances of that? Like statistically. Like one. I don't think there are. Yeah. I would say like one in a trillion. Yeah. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense, dude. So Um, people like they didn't get too deep into that because, you know, Netflix doesn't like fucking with the deep state. (laughs) But they just like (laughs) threw it out there and didn't really explain like anything deeper. But they did make the note that the college she went to had like a big Literally, tuberculosis right, no, like research branch. And it was like, bro, come on. Literally so, her school like focuses on tuberculosis. I guess like the – I mean what would the story be though? Like that she was like a well, like did suicide – Like she was did a like suicide die? agent like sent by – Somebody to infect like all these homeless people or test, right. maybe test like a new 
uh, like bioweapon or some shit like that, maybe? I don't know. I would say it would maybe be to like take out the homeless population or something, but I don't know if any of them died from tuberculosis in Skid Row. So, yes, I mean, I if like either. a decent amount died, then I'd be like, okay, so this was the whole plan. You know, like Skid Row is obviously a problem. Like, California's heavily democratic. Like, <laughs> sus. <laughs> sus as fuck. I mean, it, I guess it does. Like, if you think like a corrupt piece of shit, it makes sense. Like, you know, if we just like send some tuberculosis in there, like, we might be able to wipe out like 30% and like clean up the streets of LA. Exactly. It's fucked maybe up thinking. Maybe Skid Row is getting is... a little out of hand. Yeah. Like, maybe. <laughs> it's I mean, overflowing. They said there's like five thousand people got infected. Like, how many are there? Because they only said it's. I think a they lot. said it's like like what twelve? Did they say twelve blocks? Or is maybe. it bigger that's than that? Fuck, that's fucking huge, though. Twelve blocks. But, but I'm, I'm. We're talking to tens of thousands of people living on the street in ten in a ten block radius. Like they're everywhere. Right. <laughs> like lot. it's crazy. <laughs> Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a politician was like, yo, like, can we handle this, please? So, right. Just another cool conspiracy, I think. Um, Then the last one is just kind of like a fuck you, I feel like. Oh, well, yeah. Before that, I was going to say, so they had the autopsy. They did, like, the rape kit test to see if there was any sort of sexual abuse um and a toxicology report and it showed absolutely nothing except that she was undertaking her bipolar meds um so that kind of just adds to the idea that she probably just went crazy or i don't know but okay i just realized this could maybe connect to the last theory like the toxicology all this all these tests like took way too long to come back yeah, it was. Uh, I, I have that? it written down here. It, yeah, so they found her on February nineteenth and June twentieth is when the coroner's office rele- released that it was an accidental drowning, and her bipolar disorder was marked as a significant uh, contributor. So they were talking to the guy who like is in the coroner's office, right? And he's saying like these tests were taking like unusually long, like a couple weeks, and then they said. Oh yeah, but it took months to yeah. get the results. Like four which is months. Way on the more dot. than which is way more than a couple weeks, which he already had to explain that a couple weeks is a long time. Yeah. He said like three to four weeks. So I mean that's enough time for tuberculosis to like set in. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's just it's all real sketchy shit and and I mean, again, I'll go back to, like, what I said. Like, if if you're going to kill yourself, like, jumping in a water tank is such a weird and, like, prolonged way to do it. And, like, not even foolproof. Like, there's a solid chance that someone's going to find you. And, like, there was no physical, there was no internal or external damage. So she wasn't, like, beat or anything like that. Wasn't poisoned, wasn't on drugs, wasn't raped. So, like, how, what the fuck happened? So <clears throat> nothing makes sense. Another thing. All right. And then, okay, just, just talk about the last bookstore and then I'll, I'll go off after. Yeah. So there was a place like down the road called the last bookstore, sketchy name to begin with. Um, so the last bookstore is just like this big, like, I think it was kind of like a used bookstore and she went in there, um, 
I don't know what day it was, but she checked in the 28th and went missing the 31st. So it was probably like the 30th or some shit. Um, no, she went in there that night, that day. 31st? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. So on her last day being seen, she went into this bookstore and the cops later went there to like interview the uh, employees. And they said, like, yeah, we remember her. She uh, came in looking for some books to read. She was, uh, she, I remember she was concerned about the books being too heavy for her to travel with. And it's like, okay, I guess that might make sense because books can get heavy. But um, then they, uh, so the, the two videos that the cops have of her at all is the elevator one, of course. And then there was another one of her arriving at the hotel with two guys. And these two guys were carrying a box of books for her. And they just, like, give her the box and, and leave, leave the hotel. And they, they're never seen again. Um, so uh, the bookstore just said, like, yeah, I guess she needed help, like, carrying the books. And, like, they carried them for her. So really, I guess there's, like, not that much sketch there. But when I heard that, I was like, okay. So she's concerned about, like, getting books that are too heavy because, like, she's traveling – all around, she doesn't want a heavy, heavy load. So she ends up having two dudes carry a box, a single box of books. So like that doesn't really make sense to begin with. And like, if you can't carry the books from the store to the hotel, how are you going to travel with them? So like that just that that part didn't make sense to me. Like in what situation do you need two men to carry a box of books like down the street for you that after that you're going to have to carry all of them at once? Well, she was crazy, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably guess wasn't fucking bad. <laughs> probably crazy. wasn't thinking. Um, she just wasn't thinking. But so anyways, getting to the last bookstore, if you look up their domain on their website, the postal code and the registration info uh, it says V5G4S2, and it's I don't really know what the fuck that means, but if you copy and paste that into Google Maps, it takes you to the exact cemetery that Elisa Lamb is buried in. So, like, what are the chances of that? <laughs> that's like that is one hundred percent not a chance thing. Like somebody did that. It's just like. Do normal people have act like could I do that? No. It's someone who had access to their website, obviously. Like an employee or something. Okay, well like why aren't the cops questioning like when they when they just like throw this shit out there, like why don't the cops like chase every lead and question these people? Like I would question that immediately. I'd be like, what the fuck is it? Like who controls your site? And I need to talk to them right now because like they are one hundred percent involved yes like our top Uh, top uh suspect right um so (laughs) one thing about elisa lamb right so they were like if someone were to have killed her by putting her in this tank they said she weighed like 130 pounds or like 120 maybe they'd have to carry her body up that ladder which is 10 feet and then well, like first up the somehow, ladder to the top floor to the roof and right. they showed that ladder and it's just like it's <laughs> wide dead. open dude if you right. slip off you're dead you're falling i think 17 stories yep 
But even then, they'd have to, like, carefully take her body up the 10-foot ladder, put her inside without damaging her at all. I was going like, to say, like, like you like can't drop said. her, like, smack her head off the Or, like, yeah, or even, like, her arm. You can't even, like, hit her arm off the ladder, like, because that would bruise, especially if she's dead. Like, your body just bruises. So, like, the fact that she had no visible or, like, you know, through the autopsy, through the rape kit test, through the toxicology report, just literally nothing was wrong with her. That's why I believe that it was definitely what they explained at the end, this like psychotic episode that led to her believing she had to kill herself or not even kill herself, just like believing that she had to go in this water tank and eventually led to her dying. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll ever like fully know. Uh, what do you think about the uh, elevator? Like what the video? You, well, yeah, what was happening? Like, do you think somebody was outside of the elevator? So before I knew everything, like I texted you, I thought she was on drugs because like they said, skid row, right? She's literally by herself. Any homeless person could have literally like confronted her. She's walking alone at night on the street and just been like, hey, like, do you want this? And she's crazy. So she's like, fuck it. Or she's not crazy because we don't know she's off her meds yet at this point. And she's like, fuck it. Like, I've always wanted to try it. Like, you know, and then right. try like if you're young and in L.A. The for the first out. time, like. It's not crazy to I'm think saying. that you're going to, like, try some, like, party drugs for the first time. And, again, this is before we know she has mental illness. So, like, I literally was like, okay, this is a normal 21-year-old girl by herself in L.A. Purposely going to L.A. to, like, have fun and, like, be by herself. Like, yeah, fuck it. Like, she'd try LSD, which is obviously a well-known drug. So that's what I thought at first in the elevator video. Now, after explanations of... What can happen to someone with bipolar one, I think is what it was, which is like the most severe form of bipolar disease. If you're off your meds completely like that, if you just like go cold turkey, you can just start hallucinating, like hearing things, seeing things, doing things like your body. Oh, really? is literally... Yeah. The, the, the woman explained it in episode four, the like psychologist. So. They just said you can literally hallucinate if you're bipolar enough. I mean, she was definitely something. Yeah, something was sketchy because, like, even if you watch like her hand movement, she was doing like this like weird shit with her like hands. Like, it just didn't look like normal like human movement. So the video, though, that was another thing we haven't really talked about. Like, the video was definitely tampered with, and like after they explained the evidence behind it being tampered with. I 100% agree with it. First of all, the timestamp on the bottom left is like messed up. Like it's literally illegible. Like there's no point in having a timestamp if it's like that. Yeah, and course, I think even people who like cleared it up said like their milliseconds weren't real milliseconds. Right. So like, and the time was moving. It was in slowed like, down like 35%. They think or something like that. Or, like, parts of it were slowed down. Like, parts of it were at 100% speed, parts of it were at 35%. So, obviously, like, if someone's moving in slow motion, they're automatically going to look sus. Yeah. So, that part I thought was pretty interesting, too. But, like, Again, why would they fuck with the unexplained, video? <laughs> just another unexplained, like, aspect of this mystery, dude. It's crazy because, like, we talk about the American murder case. Like, basically, everything was explained perfectly. Except for, like, the why would he do it. Yeah. And even then, like, that was kind of explained. Like, he, again, was crazy and wanted to run away with his new mistress. So. Yeah, but it was just past that. But I agree. There was 
there were like no questions really, except like, yeah, why did you kill like two babies? This one, they just end the documentary by saying, this is what we think happened because she was crazy. And then you're just kind of like forced to accept the fact that she was crazy. It's just like, I don't know. Like even like if she wasn't bipolar, this would be so much harder. But like it's still Mm -hmm. super hard. Because, like, even knowing that she was bipolar and undertaking her meds, so, like, obviously she wasn't in the right state of mind, like, you still can't confidently say, like, this is what happened, and I, like, 100% believe that. Because if I throw any of those, like, crazy-ass theories, like the dark water um, or the tuberculosis thing, it's like, dude, like, there's too much shit that aligns for it to be coincidences. Like, there has to be something higher working working at it that's why i just i really don't know where to even go from here with this case specifically i don't know like do you think there's going to be like some big like awakening like after this because i mean i feel like a lot of people didn't know about it or they like did but didn't really look into it now and this might just like re-spark all the internet dicks who like try to solve the mystery and like maybe maybe we'll find some new information now. It's a good question because people are gonna watch this and they're gonna have the exact same questions that we just asked, but they're like crazy and bored enough to like pursue the answers. Yeah. So who knows? But if I had to bet on it, I would say well, this is this is it. This is all we're ever gonna know. And, like, how the fuck didn't they just, like, wreck that building down at this point? <laughs> yeah, that's like what just, I, we told Yeah, each just, other. Like, like, wreck down the bro. building and sell the lot, like, clean slate. Who would ever stay at this hotel unless you're just desperate and down bad financially? Yeah, I guess if, like, you're poor on crack, that's the only reason to go stay there. But they also, like, talk about, so there was, like, a rebranding um, and, like, a company bought out, like, three or four floors of the hotel um, and it's called like stay on Maine. And like, if you go to their website, it's like super hipstery and like looks real nice and like a fun environment for like young travelers. And then like, once you get there, you realize that you're at the fucking Cecil hotel where right. there's been like 17 murders and hundreds of deaths. <laughs> Well, like the fact that they made the two different entrances and two different lobbies, I think is funny too. Like, who are they trying to trick? Like a three-year-old? Like, you can obviously see it's the same building. Like, just look up. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure they left up, like, the massive, like, Hotel Cecil thing down the side of it. Because it's, like, a monument, kind of. Right. Now it's, like, iconic. Yeah. Infamous. So, um, you know, I, I like that question you have we could end on is, like, would you ever stay at this hotel? What would it take to stay at this hotel? I mean, first of all, I would, like, rather sleep on venice beach than stay in this hotel i'd have to be like on the beach because like the yeah, boardwalk I'm the is sand. i'm saying yes because the, the boardwalk <laughs> is sketchy and stinky yeah. um uh, i'd 100 percent take venice beach over the seashell, yeah, seashell um, hotel. honestly like i wouldn't like if i could stay there for free like i might do it but I'd want to be with somebody 
Like, I definitely have to buddy system that shit. But, like, I do it. Free room, I'm saying no. I do it as, like, a tourist attraction. Like, you, like, stay at a haunted house for the night. Like, that type of shit. That's like the YouTubers. They went in with their cameras. They're like, this is crazy. Like, they didn't even want to actually stay in the hotel. No, but, like, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay. But if some, if they said like, "Yo, you can stay here for a night for free," like, I'm doing it because like the cheapest you're getting a hotel room in LA is like a hundred bucks. So Facts. I'd be like, "Fuck dude. it, dude. It cannot be that bad." When but like, I'd have to. Be, I'd have to be ready. Like, I'd bring my own sheets. I'd wear shoes the entire time in the shower too. Like, it'd be like a frat house. Like, don't touch anything. Clorox wipes. Two, the one that you skipped, they were talking about like the prices back in the day when like the actual like sketch horrible shit was happening when Night Stalker was living uh, in there it was and like stuff. A, like a dollar it was a night. Three bucks a night. <laughs> yeah. Three dollars. Which like you could be like, oh, back then that was crazy money. First of all, it was like in the eighties. Second of all, so that'd be like ten bucks a night. Never <laughs> that much money. Like ever. Yeah, and like even <laughs> if you like if you factor in inflation, like uh, it's probably like ten dollars now, and right. like still, if someone said like, "Yeah, you can stay here ten bucks," it'd be like, "Ah, I think I'd rather pay a hundred bucks." Like, I don't even care about the money; I'm That's just trying to live tonight. Cheaper than rent, literally everywhere. Well, yeah, they said there were people staying in there for like around four hundred a month. Gosh, like when when that blonde manager lady was working there. So this was like two thousands. People were staying there for four hundred a month. Right. So even back in the eighties, dude, three dollars a night times three times thirty one, less than a hundred bucks a month. <laughs> dude, that's amazing. Like oh you could God. just give them like a thousand and just be like set for the year. Right. <laughs> give them a thousand. Be like, just literally, don't contact me till you have to. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah, this was. I don't know. I love these documentaries. Like when I saw it pop up, I was like. Yes. Yeah, like I, I saw you texted me immediately, and I was like, "Let's do it." Because yeah, I I agree. I love these types of episodes too. It's just the mystery aspect, and this one it's was just crazy. like packed full of bullshit and just like weird stuff that you can't explain. The elevator video alone—that's yeah. just like. Well, because when you sent me that with like no context, I immediately was like, "I think there's a ghost in there," but like, I think she might be possessed or something. Hmm. But after seeing everything, I don't know. I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't completely like say there's no chance there was a ghost in there. Because right. hundreds of deaths that in that building, bro. Yeah, like sure. come on. Fucking oh one God. person, like one lady, was like fighting with her husband, and she jumped out the window and killed a dude like just walking by. Which like right. probably the worst day possible. Like worst luck ever and worst death ever. Like, you're just walking down the street in L.A. and someone lands on you and kills you instantly. Um, All right. I'm about to book a room at the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> like, go through the process just right to now. see how much it is? Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, I wonder... don't even have a website. Try, like, stay on main. Stay on main. Prices... Stay on main, Cecil Hotel. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, dude, this site looks fucking nice. Bro, you want to call them right now? Call them. I literally can't find their phone number or their website, though, so that's a problem. 
I'm checking the reviews. Dude, I looked for rooms for like the end of this week and they're not even available. I wonder, It might be booked up right now, bro. First of all, it has three stars out of five. That's pretty <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> Literal dead bodies found there. They're like, yeah, I mean, three stars. Oh, my God. Dude, two months ago review, Andrea. Stood here back in 2013, or stayed here back in 2013. Didn't even know the history and that it was the Cecil Hotel. Got some eerie vibes. Staff was great, though. Didn't know it was closed now, but I didn't mind staying there. Oh, it's closed. Dude, I think this Netflix doc just ended them or something. Yeah, I'm trying to book a room here. I'm like, I'm into March, and it still won't let me. Let me try, like, deep. I'm going to go June 17th. It's closed, so you can't go inside, but it's still really dope to see. You get a super eerie vibe. I didn't. I definitely got the chills more than a couple times. Knowing the background of this place and then actually visiting it is really intense. So it's closed. Oh, fuck. See, dude, dude honestly. I mean, they low-key could have profited off this. Yes, dude. Like, they could definitely just say fuck it and make it like a ghost tour. Right. Oh, dude, they could have. Oh. They could have made it like just a ghost hotel, like Halloween. It's like booked up. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, oh my god. Because like, <laughs> there's a lot of like weird ghost dicks who love that shit, and they like they oh, would definitely exactly. pay. Like, if you tell people like, yeah, this is the most haunted hotel in America, they're gonna be like, here's my money. Like, I want to try it out, dude. I mean, how about escape rooms right now? Those things are hot. Oh, like, yeah. Everyone's obsessing over escape rooms. Turn that place into an escape room. It's automatically, like, the most elite <laughs> escape room in the country. And they, like, they did, there's a tour at that, um, like, a Halloween-type haunted tour at uh, that one uh, insane asylum in West Virginia. It's, like, not that far from here. It's, like, an hour away. But it's, like, the one of the highest like rated haunted houses like in the country. And it was like an old insane asylum. And now they just like cash out off it, off of tours. Like they could definitely do the same thing. Like I said, there's been like 17 murders slash suicides there. Like they could easily fill an hour worth of stories walking through that building. A hundred percent. Damn. That sucks. It's close. I would have called them right now, honestly, just to, for the content. <laughs> um, That'd be funny. That'd be crazy as fuck if we just called him and we were like, yo, how long have you worked there? He'd be like, yo, like 35 years. He'd be like, holy fuck, what's the craziest thing that ever happened? Dude, honestly, <laughs> I feel like we'd be on hold for a while. I mean, this shit just God, dropped. There's the probably yeah. Yeah, there's a million people talking about it. It's like Tiger King all over again. Exactly. So, thank you guys for listening. This was... Yes, and... A few people stop by on the Twitch. Thank you to you guys. I see Juicy's in here. What up, Juicy? <laughs> yeah. We really appreciate the uh, followers. You know, someday we're going to get, we're going to be together, and then we're going to have, like, an episode where we just, like, let people come in. Like, they'll just, like, pop in, ask a question, pop out, we'll talk about it, and then we'll just keep doing that. Yeah, so um, if you're listening, which most of you are, uh, all of our episodes from here forward, um, including this one that I'm talking through right now, um, they're all on Twitch. We're going to live stream all of them. Probably going to shoot for like 10 o'clock every Tuesday, um, but that may change once the 
Or no, that'll that'll probably stay uh, stay how it is. I was I was thinking it was Monday because uh, we were gonna do Mondays and then actually release on Tuesdays, but I think we're gonna try to do Tuesdays and release on Wednesdays now. Um, so if you want an early early access, be sure to catch us 10 p.m. Eastern time, Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash the Tube Station. And uh, you can always visit us on Instagram at Tube Station Pod or Twitter at The Tube Station. Also, um, if you want to watch the videos back after the fact, they will all be reposted onto YouTube. Thank you guys for listening to episode 34 of the Tube Station Podcast. Again, I feel like I've said it a couple times, but... With Juicy listening, I'm going to say it again. We will have a special guest on a soon-to-come pod episode. So yes. look out for that. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we'll see you guys. Peace. <laughs>